Shit, there's a bunch of stuff I didn't do. <laughs> I just started recording. Well, oh my god, there's so much stuff I didn't do. I didn't get my computer out. God damn. Well, this can make for a great cold open. Yeah. Really, really bad. God damn it, it's not even charged. Ha! I put my charger. Wait, is it? Nope. <laughs> wow, that was, this was... Yep. I'm an idiot. Also true. Shut up! No, shan't. Shan't. Although I can, I could have just let you do a solo episode. I probably could have done a decent one on this one, just because yeah. it's... No, you probably could, I'm sure. But I want to talk about Kingsman. 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 I had helium, and now my voice sounds like this. Good enough. There you go. There's your helium, Jeff. Are you <laughs> happy? <laughs> Tune in two weeks from now when... What's the third element? Lithium. Huh. Beryllium. Boron. Carbon. Carbon. Nitrogen. Yep. Oxygen. We're going off. Me- this is literally us going off memory, folks. <laughs> I'm surprised with how well we remember the oh, per- man. periodic table. When did I take chemistry, junior or high school? Wait, you never took one in college? No, I took AP. Oh, fucking smartass. Yep, that's me. You're a butt that is intelligent. An intelligent. Your butt, butt has big brain. Your butt head has big. Fuck it. Uh, shall we start? We shall. Thanks, guys, for listening. Shut Wait. the fuck up! <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Can't help it. Oh, uh, boy. Welcome to Justice Losers, the podcast where we talk about pop culture media, namely movies, TVs, and comics. I'm your host, Preston, joined as always by my... Damn it! I was going to make a joke! I'm going to restart this. Welcome to Football, the football where we talk about football, namely football, football, football. I'm your football, joined as always by my delightful football... Football! Football! <laughs> <laughs> I nailed the intro the first time. And by doing that, I messed up. That is awesome. Oh. Uh, you can't really tell, but our voices are a little hoarse, and we're also both sunburned messes right now. Oh, yeah. My nose is blistering, like, after less than 24 hours. My neck is dead. <laughs> uh, we both went, uh, football season started, college football season started. Woo! So we went to we went to the first OU game, kicked UTEP's ass. Not that that was a surprise. No, yeah, okay. But... Anyway, that's entirely unrelated to this podcast. Uh, welcome to Justice Losers, a podcast where we talk about uh, pop culture media, namely movies, TVs, and comics. I'm your host, Preston, joined as always by my delightful co-host, Batman. Oh, man, that is twice in a row that I nailed that intro. Man, you're on fire. I am on fire. Yes, I am. You I'm know, sunburned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it hurts. You know what it is, though? It's because you remembered to start the timer it before is. you started the it episode. It is a correlation. Yeah. Oh, boy. All right. I just heard ice drop in the kitchen. <laughs> um, welcome to another episode. This is a... Uh, this is going to be a Kingsman-themed episode. Kingsman 2, The Golden Circle, is coming out two days before the next episode, but that is good enough for us to do today. Yep. Because <laughs> so, we like it, so we want to talk about it. Um, for that, Matt's... <laughs> for that... Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> all right, get it all Leave that now. in. <laughs> for that, Matt's got some news we want to cover. All right. So, Inhumans, they released the first two episodes in IMAX in theaters. For people to go watch, and people aren't liking it very much. It's it getting bad reviews. Is and balderdash. Yeah, <laughs> people are like, "This is boring and stupid, and doesn't make sense, and is badly written, and is exactly what you'd expect from the showrunner of Iron Fist." There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
thinking there's a least common denominator there. Huh. <laughs> there's probably some background actor that's the same. Yeah. That's probably it. Other things that are coming out. Uh, it, which is coming out soon, has got some advanced screening reactions. People are really liking It. They're liking it? They're liking it. Good. What's In- it? It it's it, it it it, the movie it 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 the movie. oh it okay yes people like it including Stephen King who says he really really liked it and he's gone to see it twice which I think is a very good sign that's good I'm um, I'm, I'm I'm excited for it I, I, I really want to see it in general I am glad if they make good movies and prefer that to the alternative yeah though Iron not Fist. always there's 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 sometimes that I want to see movies fail. Like the Emoji movie. I wanted to see that movie Oh fail. my god, that was the most satisfying. Th- I think you texted me that. <laughs> when it got like, was it like 3% on Rotten Tomatoes? Something. But it was like so satisfying. Yeah. I was so happy. I like seeing a movie that's a bad concept. Like, whichever, whoever dreamed that up needs to be taken into some back lot. And How do you want shot. Tetris to do? Not well. I, yeah, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. The Emoji Movie, just the name itself, like, aside from the concept, is really dumb. Yeah. But I feel like, I mean, um... Well, the problem with the Tetris Movie, because I can't believe we're talking about the Tetris Movie seriously (laughs) here, but the problem is they're trying to do, like, a whole epic backstory and make it into this giant sci-fi thing, and I don't know, that feels How much do you think is going to be related to actual Tetris? Because Battlefield was rare, or not Battlefield, um, Battleship. Battleship was barely related to the movie or the game. Probably both too much and not enough. Because okay, so what I mean by that is too much because it would be better if they want to tell this epic sci-fi story to just do an original concept, mm-hmm. but not enough because if they want to make it a Tetris movie, they should tie it to the. I want to say source material, but that doesn't feel like the right word here. Yeah. I don't know. Mm, I don't know. Whatever. And yeah. I'm talking about stupid Whatever. game I'm, movies. I am not talking about Tetris anymore. <laughs> uh, let's see. They have announced True Detective season three is officially happening. Which someone out there is cheering a lot for my all dozen True Detective fans out there. There's more than that. It's a popular show. Yeah, I heard but, it. Um, first season was fantastic. Second season was kind of mixed reception. Did it get canceled after season two? Um. Or did they not, just stop doing it? Well, the, the thing. So, how much do you know about True Detective? Absolutely nothing. Okay. So it's a season by season anthology show. So first season is a completely different cast and story and setting from the second oh, season. I like it when which they do will that. Will be a completely different setting and story yeah. from the third season. Anyway, so they've announced True Detective season three, which makes me excited, especially because they've cast as the main guy, or they're at least talking to as the main guy, uh, Mahershala Ali from. Uh, I was gonna say Iron Fist, but that's not it. Luke Cage. He was Cottonmouth. He's on House of Cards. He's that's where I recognized him from. He's been in a lot of stuff, and he is rapidly becoming one of my favorite young-ish up-and-coming actors in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So that news makes me very excited. Cool. All right. Uh, only other piece of news I have with Labor Day weekend, we have officially ended the 2017 summer movie season. With the biggest year-to-year drop-off in ticket sales in recent memory, and the fewest tickets sold in 25 years. Jeez. Yeah. So, why do you think that is? Uh, 
I don't know if you want my opinion on why you think why I think that is. I think you should go back and want, listen to the previous episode. I think comic okay. movies are starting to die. Okay. I think this could be the first first death throes of of comic book movies or of blockbusters in general, but I think a bigger symptom is that blockbusters are more spread out throughout the year now. Yeah. Um there's November, March and May. Yeah. Well, May starts the summer. The 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 highest grossing movie of the year was Beauty and the Beast and that came out in March. Yeah. So, that's not a summer block. And Deadpool was in February of 2016. Yeah, like and uh Thor's going to be in November. Justice League's going to be in November. It's it's yeah. not blockbuster season is no longer restricted to the summer. Yeah. So, I think it's more an artifact of movies being more spread out, but then it I mean it also has been kind of a weak summer. Like Dark Tower flopped and yeah. um even Transformers and Pirates of the Caribbean, which have been staples of the big money-making, no one cares about them, but everyone goes to see them, blockbuster industry for years, made a lot less money than previous entries in the mm-hmm. in their fr- respective franchises. So I think I think it's just a conflation of several different factors. I'm wondering if yeah, I'm wondering if there's other factors that are more like cultural rather than like just the movie industry. I like yeah. There's a there's a in America, at least, there is a kind of more somber tone in the country based on the election and, the, and all the, the stuff that's been happening lately. Yeah. Like, there's, like, just a lot of conflict and stuff, and it, it feels like that may contribute to people wanting to go out less. I think, Maybe. I, think, I don't know. I think, I think you're onto something. I think it may not be go out less. I think it may be different kinds of movies they want to see. Because yeah. Wonder Woman did really well because it's sort of that straightforward, genuinely heroic story that yeah. I think we really came to want uh-huh. with this cultural shift. Yeah. Yeah, that's anyway. interesting. That's There's probably a lot more that go into that. There's probably experts out there who are analyzing it. Yeah. I would. I want to talk a lot more about this issue after the 2018 box office season yeah. or blockbuster season. Um, so tune in in 26 episodes and we'll talk about that. Yep. If we are alive that long. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a couple things that I do want to touch on. I'm not going to, we're not going to talk about it much, but, uh, um, Shazam has started casting or will is about to start casting. So that'll be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Titans TV show, which I'm actually looking forward to as a Nightwing mm-hmm. and based on what he looks like, I like him. He looks yeah. a lot like the character. I don't know him as an actor personally. I'll have to go back and look through Let's some see. of the stuff. He was in Pirates of the Caribbean 4, I believe. Never watched it. Okay. I think that's the only thing he's been in. That's probably his only, big break. only big thing. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, he wasn't terrible. It's just the movie around him was not yeah. great. And I th- but Is he a witty? Is he good at like kind of witty acting? He was playing a very straight character in that. Very oh. straightforward, straight laced. Problem that I have with actors that are just getting their big break is it's risky. To put them in a very contradicted or very different role immediately, mm-hmm. um, because you're not sure if they have the chops. Right. Granted, we don't know if he has. He could totally nail it. He could be that could be his go-to type of character, kind of mm-hmm. like you got like um, Ryan Reynolds, Zach Galifianakis, even uh, Ryan Downey Jr. Like they, um, they or not Zach. Well, yeah, him too, and Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, Hall. They're typically comedy actors. They're good at those kind of sarcastic tone yeah um robert Downey jr has the chops to pull off anything like oh, he was yeah, in no, the, he's uh, a great actor yeah and uh jake uh gillenhall has done all sorts of serious stuff yeah no, yeah um but he could he it could be good for him but who knows i don't know so he looks he looks the part he looks the part and that's all that matters for a tv show really yeah from what i've seen he's not <laughs> a terrible actor so okay yeah 
All right. Kingsman. Kingsman. I read the book. I watched the movie. Uh, I watched the movie again. Books are for nerds. You're a nerd. You're a nerd. You're the one who has a podcast on comic books. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, Score Preston one, Batman zero. <laughs> very different s- stuff uh, between the book and the between the book and the movie. So I have not read the book, so you'd better explain to me all of this. Yep, uh, I will. I'm. I plan to read the book again yesterday or today, but I didn't have the chance to. So I'm probably gonna just go through the movie. Uh, I wrote down little plot points, and then I kind of uh, noted if it was similar or different to the book. If I just said it's different from the book, I'll try to remember from the book. I have the book right here next to me, so you might have to edit out some silences while I double-check some facts. Okay, I can, um, I can edit. So, the general similarities between the book and the and the movie, Eggsy's a person. Okay. <laughs> well, he, he's, he's, he's that character. He's the, yeah, he's he's the, the kid from yeah. a poor family, stuff like that. Uh, abusive mom. He has a little... Uh, I'll talk about that later. The mentor is a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bad guy is a, uh, adversive to violence and okay. has a device that makes people kill each other. Okay. So that kind of contradictory contradiction between his personality and his, um, motivation. Yeah. And, uh, I can't remember the other one. Oh, and they, they stop it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, well, that sounds like some very broad similarities. Yeah, it's very broad. There's some like really minor similarities throughout, but. Broad plot-wise, that's basically it. First biggest difference is the mentor in the movie. It's Harry Hart, which is a uh, former colleague of uh, Eggsy's late father, who right. was a Kingsman. Right. But in the book, it's his uncle. Okay. So there was no um, brother, or there was no brother who was his dad, or uh, colleague who was his dad. Mm-hmm. Um, uncle Jack is his mom's sister. Okay. So there's that 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 difference, the knowing the family. So right. that first scene you see, or the second scene you see in the movie where uh, Harry Hart is talking to his mother and she's like, I don't want blah, 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 blah. Uh, it's very different. Okay. In the book, uh, when he w- when he became a Kingsman, he like basically altogether left. So she was like, she throughout the book, she's kind of pissed off at him for leaving. Yeah. I guess I'll kind of start going down the movie plot and right. pointing things out. So in the movie, you got uh, Mark Hamill's character, Dr. Arnold, mm-hmm. is kidnapped. Uh, that is oh, very different. Oh, so different. Um, in the book, Mark Hamill is adu- abducted. The actor of Mark Hamill is abducted. And in the movie, or in the in the book, the villain's name is Dr. Arnold. It's not okay. Valentine or Valentine from the movie. Huh. Weird. Yeah. So that's a huge immediate difference. Okay. I think it might have stemmed from the fact that it's probably more expensive to have the actor in their likeness and that name in a movie than to have them act as a different character possibly it might be more uh i think it was a i think it might have been just a little more meta than they were willing to go because there's a lot of like yeah. sp- it, it, the whole thing's basically a send-up of spy movies and yeah. particularly james bond in general but and they reference those all the time james bond yeah. in the movie james bond jason Bourne when they when he named his dog jb yeah but i it feels like it would be too fourth wall breaking to have that actually be mark hamill yeah for the movie so you, you got abducted mark hamill slash dr arnold uh, you got the grunts, the bad guy grunts that are all killed, and then including the whiskey guy, the guy was holding his whiskey. Mm-hmm. That happened in the book too. I like that. That's a little thing they kept. Yeah, stuff like that. Uh, then in the movie, Gazelle pops in, kills the Kingsman, and then future things happen with Mark Hamill. Mm-hmm. But in the book, the Kingsman rescues Mark Hamill, escapes. They jump off the cliff on the thing with a parachute. Parachute doesn't activate, and they both land and die. You can't. 
You killed. They killed but, Mark Hamill. And but how how are we going to get more Star Wars movies? Mark <laughs> Hamill's dead. See, that was actually something in the book they talked about. He's like, "I love you" in Star Wars and stuff like that. Uh. Like they, it's really meta in the book. <laughs> so the Kingsman dies eventually in both. In the book, the Gazelle is different. Is it also a different character? In in the book, Gazelle is a black guy. Okay. But in the movie, it's a girl. Right. I think so. Oh, I forgot to do this, like, kind of throw out, like, which ones do you prefer? Do you prefer, like, Dr. Arnold? Do you, like, prefer Valentine as a bad guy? Um, They're very similar characters. It's just that difference. Okay. I think I, if I had to pick, I like the Valentine name better. It mm-hmm. seems a little more Bond villainy. I liked his lisp. Yeah. I <laughs> I think that the, the way Samuel L. Jackson played that character was yeah. great. I, I realize it gets on some people's nerves, just mm-hmm. kind of the, the voice and the persona, but I thought Kind of was... like how Shad hates Daryl. Yep. but um yeah i I think the movie version worked well Mm -hmm. and also i think uh having gazelle kill the kingsman is a much better idea than having him die by falling off the yeah because the kingsmen are set up to be this elite yeah that's exactly what i was about to say super spies and so having him die in such a stupid manner like a mundane failure of a parachute that that puts a very bad first impression on the kingsman Mm -hmm. whereas in the movie it doesn't put a bad first impression on the kingsman guy so much as it makes makes gazelle look yeah 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 okay what happens next uh well how do you feel about uh uh, gazelle being a girl rather than being a black guy to me it it actually makes more sense because she's more nimble and because in the book he's more kind of a brute he doesn't he doesn't use his his leg things as uh weapons they're just his legs okay yeah so i i do like that then it gets okay. it it makes more sense to have her be badass and graceful and elegant yeah exactly yeah um in the book actually uh he hates the name gazelle because the villain dr arnold is kind of a dick uh he calls okay. um he's called him gazelle since he got the the things and it's not his he doesn't like the name and there's another henchman that's name is cyclops who lost an eye and they point mm-hmm. out to him, it's like, hey, we, none of us really like it when you give us these mean nicknames. And he's like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of a dick. I mean, he's a villain, he's, but yeah. So then they Mark Hamill lives. Then there's a, uh, you got the villain walking in. He doesn't like violence. That's mm-hmm. a, that's a similarity between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, something in the movie that's not in the book at all is the tailors or the, the Kingsman base is a, is a tailor. Uh-huh. Uh, they never really talk about the, the, the base in the book. Okay. It's just kind of this general thing they they just kind of have. All right. They do the toast to the agents. That's a thing that they do whenever an agent dies. Mm-hmm. That's similar. Something that I actually it's they don't do this in the book. They don't have code names that are Arthur's Round Table. Okay. Like they do in the movie. It's a nice uh, touch it, in the movie. Do what? It's a nice touch in the yeah, movie. Yeah, it is. It's a it's a good it, it brings them together. It gives them this like a like it is a society. They're they're not just members of this sporadic agency that yeah. they don't know each other but there is a yeah there's a set number of them because there's only so many knights of the round table mm-hmm. and you have the clear leader who is arthur and i suppose it's very patriotic if you're british As if you're british exactly yeah arthurian legend yeah yeah other very minor stuff uh the glasses are similar mm-hmm. they have like the glasses things where you can see stuff right abusive stepdad eggsy's got an abusive stepdad that's a dick mm-hmm. uh he steals the yellow car okay from uh, in the book or in the movie, it's belongs to the stepdad's son, but in the book, it's just a taxi. Gets caught, and then 
it's this is another one of those really minor similarities. He gets caught because he's driving really fast, and there's a dog or a cat. It's hard to tell uh-huh. in the road, and he swerves and crashes. Mm-hmm. Um, in the book, the friends also get caught, but in the movie, he tells them to run. Right. Uh, I like that moment because it establishes that okay, well, Eggsy might be this kind of roguish, uh, unpredictable kind of a bad boy. He's got a heart of gold and will take the fall for his friends. Exactly. Yeah. And that's a, and that, and that shows throughout the movie too. Whenever they try to like get him to say, who's the Kingsman? He's like, I don't know. Yeah. Like multiple times throughout he's had to. I, that, I think that's just a consequence of how you make a movie. You've got two hours to develop this character. And so you need little moments like that to yeah. kind of set up who he is. Yeah. If you want to have a well-developed character. Exactly. Is, yeah. Which you don't have to do, but if you want a high quality product. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so he gets caught, gets sent to jail. He gets bailed out the, by the mentor. In the movie, it was a medallion that had a number on the back mm-hmm. that, uh, oh, I forgot to check. There's a, there's a date on the, on the, on the medallion. I think that's the date that his dad died. That makes, that would make sense. Yeah, should be. Um, in the movie or in the book, it's just, he just calls his step or calls his uncle. Okay. He's like, Hey, can you help me out? In the, in the book. Yeah, that's uh they go to the bar they both go to the bar they're sitting at the bar mm-hmm. and then in the book that's immediately when the when uncle jack tells them everything about the kingsman okay. there is no circumventing the situation he's like look i'm a i'm a super spy and i want you to be a super spy you're really smart uh in the it's kind of implied in the book but in the movie they explicitly say like you're gymnastics uh military like you're in the military you're straight A's like all this stuff that mm-hmm. he's done in the book it's implied that he's just a really smart gifted gifted guy okay. the bar fight bar which fights. was awesome which was really yes. well done I, gage actually doesn't like uh something he pointed out he actually didn't like the callback at the end of the movie what he felt it was too hand fisted ham fisted i don't know that phrase this is but but this is this is a movie that should have something like that it's such a tongue yeah no tone i really really liked it i i would have felt like something was missing if they didn't have that scene at the end yeah it was a to me the point of that scene was to show that he has developed from this poor ab- abusive household to a full-fledged kingsman because harry hart was a full-fledged kingsman when he did that yeah um so it just showed like well, at the beginning, when he's like, oh, don't do it. Oh, God. And then he watches this happen, and then he's able to do that. That's all the training and all the yeah, all the, the mentoring that brought him to this mm-hmm. point. And just the, the confidence he's built up. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. Um, ca- arrogant co- cockiness that really... Yes. <laughs> yes. Just a little bit of cockiness. Um, <laughs> another thing, and then it kind of goes back to the, the villain. I'm just going through, like, the plot. So it's going yeah. between scenes. Villain takes celebrities... It's in the book. First silence. Unless you want to like vamp for a little bit. <laughs> well, I do want to talk about how I really like the action in the movie because of the way it's stylized. Mm-hmm. They do a really interesting thing in a lot of the fight scenes where they'll cut out a couple of frames mm-hmm. in some shots. And that gives it that really weird effect that you notice sometime. You're like, what is that? What is? Why does that feel so weird? Yeah, it's because the the editor removed just a frame here or there, huh? And it makes it feel just slightly jumpy. Huh? And then, I didn't course, actually notice that. Yeah, no, like I, because I well the first time I watched it, I was like, okay, there's something weird going on with the action, and it wasn't until a while later that I learned that they were just cutting out frames here and there. Yeah, and I feel like in 
a different movie that could have come across as really gimmicky and uh-huh. um, artificial, I guess. But in something like this, where it's all hyper-stylized and all kind of satirical, it really works. Yeah. Like, everything in the... I don't know about the book, but everything in the movie is done in service of just being really cool. If yeah. it's not funny or whatever. Yeah. Um, I couldn't find any uh, the specific part where he kidnaps a celebrity, but I know that they do. They both kidnap celebrities. Mm-hmm. Um, Exit goes home. Sorry, I'm just gonna like those yeah. good points, but that was just vamping while I <laughs> to yeah. find a, find <laughs> facts. Um, Exit goes home. Uh, then in the in the movie, uh, he gets threatened by his men or by his dad and his stepdad, and then the mentor there then threatens the stepdad. Mm-hmm. That was a really cool scene. It's like I have enough evidence to put you away for. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Uh, then there's the. Uh, it was cool, but it seemed unnecessary. The parkour scene. Yeah. Um. Like it's nice that it establishes that Exy is this guy who's got those skills. Yeah. And I get again. I think it's something that was done just in service of making the movie as cool as possible. Yeah. Um. Exy leaves to the new job in quotes. Mm-hmm. In the in the in the book, he says his uncle his uncle gave him a job at a computer store. Or a computer company, okay, just to give him that cover. But in the in the in the movie, he's just like, "Bye." Yeah, um, I think. I'm trying to remember, I, doesn't he say something about going to work in a tailor shop? Oh yeah, no, he gets the job at the tailor shop. Yeah. Uh, then the uh, the duo, the mentor and Eggsy, drive to the location of the of the training, and this is something that drive drove me nuts every time I watch the movie. They go down a get smart like elevator. mm Hmm. And then they get an Incredibles like tube, yeah, like two like yeah. other comedy spy thing superhero kind that, of things. That's fair. Um, and then this is where it just diverges. At, okay, uh, like the let's talk about divergent. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> <laughs> um, the training sequence in the movie, like the, the half the basically all of Act Two, uh-huh. is about two pages in the book. Okay, and it's not like some super secret facility it's just a government facility in the book okay um but wait 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 these guys are government in the book it's government in the movie too no are you sure yeah i'm pretty certain it's a it's like a because they're the i'm pretty sure they're government but like a really top secret well not really because like so there's that conversation they have in the uh, get smart elevator they're like the no the kingsmen were set up by a bunch of um entrepreneurs of the early 20th century because all their sons died in world war one and they're like no we need an order that can help protect the world and so they poured a bunch of funds into this uh secret service that isn't can't isn't limited by bureaucracy or uh oversight huh Okay, maybe I'm wrong, but it's a it's an open facility in the book. Like, it's okay. a, there's a there's just a place that they just drove to in a car. So in the in, in the book, you got the training. the 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 trainees are a bunch of rich dicks and a couple girls. That sounds familiar. Uh, in the book, the training isn't cutthroat like it is in the movie, where it's like, oh, you're you're done, you you failed, you're out. Uh, by the end of the book, they're all still in the Kingsman. Okay. Um, I like the the cutthroat that you have cutthroat competitive. Yeah. It um. Again, I think it's just in service of character development. Yeah, and it's uh, it's keeping to the. This is a very very tight organization. Yes. Um, but in the book, they do a good job of like, oh yeah, it's a tight organization, but they don't cut you, but they make sure that you're up to the standards. Yeah. 
the it cuts back between the two of them. The uh, the villain's motivation is very similar uh, in that the the Earth is like Gaia in the book. They specifically call it Gaia. Have you heard mm-hmm. that theory? Uh, it's a similar theory. It's Gaia is a, is a living creature, and every time there's like a natural disaster when or an extinction level event, it's just a virus that it's cure it's taken care of. Okay, it's like it's the fever. Interesting. And the villain is like gonna be the fever and kill off everybody okay. except for in the in the movie it's the rich people in the book it's just celebrities because he's a huge fan of celebrities so he saves <laughs> all the celebrities and stuff like okay. that which honestly if you're saving people like the kardashians you're doing you're doing the entire earth a disservice yep <laughs> <laughs> uh in in the movie he's got like the more training i've just got it like goes back and forth between the two mhm he confronts Arnold. Uh, Hart confronts Arnold in the book in the movie, and he dies. And that's when Arnold dies in the in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he confronts the villain in the movie. Never happens in the book. They never actually meet. Okay, just a bunch of stuff. It's basically the entire the entire time that they are training in the movie. It's very different from the book. Okay. Uh, there's nothing in the book for it, so I'm just gonna go through. There's a couple parts where I uh, I asterisk just to, it's similar. Mm-hmm. This is a very dis disoriented episode. Oh, I'm yeah. just winging it entirely. Oh yeah. I had no no strategy at this episode, so this is gonna the be really best, weird. Best sort of episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was the train, uh, the seduce, the seduction. Oh yeah. That happened in the book. I thought that was really just a clever idea. Like, no, it, to think that James Bond has to go to school to learn how to seduce spies. Yeah. <laughs> um, give me a second. I'm going to, I'm going to, there's a, I'm trying to remember how they did it. So in the book, uh, there's not a specific target they have to seduce, but they just have to, you get points for doing certain things. Okay. Like uh, talking, getting flirting, uh, going back, home run is like 40 points, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, different point values. In the book, that or in the movie, they have a, a specific target. Which yeah. is really entertaining because it's like N- that's not be hard, and he's like, "This will be interesting," and she's like, "Yes, it will." It's all the same target. <laughs> yeah, yes. So it just shows that, like, regardless of what you are, you have to do the same job, and that yeah. was really, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, in the movie there was, or in the book there was no. They got um, Rohefnol. <laughs> uh, the way he said that was very Rohefnol. <laughs> I don't know where that's from, but it sounded like it. yeah. Um, but Fun I didn't fact, get... did you notice that that was the guy that played Joe Chill in Batman Begins? Holy shit, really? Yeah. I didn't notice that. Yeah. I haven't seen Batman Begins in forever. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm really glad that you remember his name, Joe Chill, because that's actually the guy who killed Batman's parents. I know um, things. <laughs> so, uh, in the movie, they get roofied, and then they get to, like, defend, and then the one guy that everyone hates is, gives up, and then it's like, oh, yay, the Chupi we still enjoy. In the movie, or in the book... They have like these radio pens and he's off trying to seduce Eggsy's off trying to seduce. And then a couple other guys are like talking about him. They forget mm-hmm. that they leave the, they forget they leave their oh. thing on and they're talking about him. It's like, yeah, he's a fucking like loser, blah, blah, blah. And they talk about him. So he just disappears, steals his uncle's, uncle's car and then goes to, uh, I think pick up his, his friends. They just cause trouble. His uncle's car has rocket launchers in the back. He gets chased by cops. He shoots a rocket launcher. It's a great little <laughs> few pages of just like him just fucking shit up. Oh, no. I really wanted to have seen that in the movie. Yeah. Um, in the uh, – and then – so this is like my favorite part of the book is he gets called by his uncle. He goes to talk to his uncle. 
And then he's like, do you want this? And he's like, I mean, I would like it, but they all hate me, blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. he's like, all right. He gasses him, knocks him out, and then drops him in South America, I'm pretty sure in Colombia, naked in the middle of a town. And he's like, where the hell am I? And he's like, you wanted this so bad, and I, I, I believe in you so much that I pulled some strings and made you skip six months of training, and you're down taking the final test. <laughs> and the test is... That he has to, with nothing except, like, underwear, he has to find a plane ticket that's somewhere in the, in the place, uh, that's somewhere in the, in the city, and then get to the plane and get back. If you don't get it, the plane, or the, the ticket is in, unrefundable, and you gotta get back somehow, but they don't care. You're out. Oh. So you got hey. nothing, you gotta get back. So, and they're like, okay, here's where the ticket is. And he's like, oh, that's not hard, and he goes in, and then, uh, why are they, like, why are these guards here? turns out the building that it's in it's it's a local businessman in quotes turns out it's oh. one of the biggest drug lords in south america oh <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he's like shit okay i gotta go out a different way and then uh it skips ahead to where the plane landed with the, the ticket was for uh-huh. and he wasn't on it and uncle jack was like shit and then <laughs> uh then there's Exy. he's like hey i'm here and then <laughs> turns out he Killed all of the henchmen of the drug lord, took the drug lord, which was on the Kingsman Most Wanted list, took him captive, stole his private jet, and flew back on his own. That's something I also would have loved it to have seen in the movie. It is fucking awesome. I bet if they <laughs> if they could have convinced the producers to stick 15 more minutes in, we would have got that. That would have been so cool. Because <laughs> it's just like, it just shows that he's he's resourceful and he doesn't do it the way everyone else does is creative he's outside of the box yeah, yeah instead of just sneaking in getting the ticket and going he kills all of the henchmen and then arrests the most wanted <laughs> one of the most wanted people it, like <laughs> i mean this this whole the whole training thing is uh it's very reminiscent of how they do will smith's character in the original men in black uh-huh. where he's this kind of street smart outsider who comes into this elite secret organization there's a little girl with a calculus book or whatever yeah (laughs) yeah like stuff like that where he thinks super outside of the box but it just proves him to be super smart and resourceful yeah and that's uh, that was just such a cool sequence in the book that i really wish it was in the movie oh yeah some more similar things and throughout the the training stuff the newspaper headlines is a thing of the mentor has like his new paper newspaper headlines like this is it's an it's a thankless job but mm-hmm. we saved the world, blah, blah, that, blah. I really liked that scene. Yeah, me too. That, uh, was, that was a good one. The mentor teaches him how to be a gentleman. It's more uh, more focused in the book that he, like, gives him rules. Like, number, uh, like in the movie, he actually says, uh, rule number one, I didn't tell you you could sit down. Yeah. Um, in the book, he takes him specifically to get a haircut, to cut it differently. He said it's a, it needs to be a, a tight cut part on the left okay. kind of thing. Uh, and then just more like stuff like that. He trains them how to be a gentleman, trains, trains them what a suit is, stuff like that. Like the Oxford known brogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, brogs. Brogs. Brogs? Shut brogs. up. Enough with that. <laughs> I say things weirdly. Shut up. <laughs> I said a football player's name wrong and he won't let me forget it. Kyle Murray. Shut up. I was reading it phonetically. Oh, <laughs> uh, can I, can I go back to something? Ugh, um, do you know depends. why, do you know why they part on the left? No. This is a really interesting thing. In movies and TV shows, if the hair part is on the left, it looks like it's been done by a right-handed guy. And so strong characters, the the, the leader characters and the um, people you want to identify with, the people you want to be, 
always have the hair part on the left side, so a right-handed person. The sneaky, underhanded side characters that you're supposed to mistrust always have the hair part on the right side, that like they're left-handed. That is really interesting. Superman parts his hair like he's right-handed. Clark Kent parts it like he's left-handed. No shit, really? Yeah. I never knew that. You yeah. knew something about DC that I didn't. That's probably not something in I don't, the books. I, I don't think it's in the books, but, <laughs> but it's it's in the original Superman movie. Oh, I do remember that, yeah. Um, I found the quote. Uh, he said, uh, Oxford's, of course, uh, for the book. And then he said, select a haircut that demands respect. That's tight on the sides and a sharp left parting. Anything else is not acceptable. Okay. So he's, like, strict on this shit. Yeah. Um, and then, so that's that. And then in the movie, the dog thing happens, mm-hmm. which I think is personally dumb. Because it's a little cliche. I feel like they're not the organization that needs to take a life unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. Or even so threaten to. why is shooting a dog supposed to prove that they are reserved and gentlemanly? Yeah, that's that's something where I'll, I'll take the book version. Yeah, um, so no book shit. Although I did like Mr. Pickles. I liked I liked his thing. It's like, it was a blank. He's like, I, I, I then proceeded to care for him until he died of... Like liver or something or something yeah. like that, or pancreatic cancer. Yeah. Like thirteen years later, but uh, in the in the movie he steals Arthur's car, which is uh, reminiscent of him in the book stealing his uncle's car mm-hmm. at the end. Goes home, uh, sees and in the book in the movie he sees that his mom has a a black eye, or sees that there was a a fight, uh-huh. and then he goes to beat the shit out of his uncle. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the movie he gets pulled off i think he oh yeah in the movie he gets like pulled away yeah he's in the car and the car starts driving away in the book he actually does fight him it's the bar seat that's reminiscent Uh, that comes back at the end of the movie yeah i like it better at the end of the movie i think me too i think it's a it's i think it's a better callback and show of his development rather than his revenge Yeah, it's a good end cap yeah and it's a good uh in the movie it's a good like he's all he's gone through all this training but at heart, he's still willing to do anything for his mom, even yes. if it means not being the person he was trained to be. Yes. Uh, so that was a good that was a good little change. Mm-hmm. Mentor gets shot in the eye. That is a similarity between the two. Different, re- uh, different uh, uh, circumstances. In the movie, it's after the big free bird fight, which you claimed was okay. probably the best. <laughs> it's that's that whole sequence. Like anyway, this this whole sequence is one of my favorites in movies starting from so he's sitting in this church that he knows something is going to happen there but he's sitting in basically what i guess your average american imagines the westboro baptist church to look like <laughs> yeah just side note i think they did a really good job of like making you hate that character before they killed everybody in they it. yeah they needed to set it somewhere like that in order to justify your the fall of the- essentially your moral <laughs> center of the movie slaughtering a bunch of innocent people yeah so for one thing, just the, the the way they start that, they have this just horrific tor- tirade of vitriol spilling out of this <laughs> nasty little man's mouth. And, and with an ugly colored shirt, too. Oh, yeah. You see and the color of the shirt? Just, like, it's a disgusting Oh, word. yes. <laughs> like, so they, they, they just set up this church as this horrific place. And so Harry Hart, this impeccable English gentleman, has had enough of this crap, and he... He gets up to leave, and the woman next to him, where are you going? She's very hostile. I'm uh, trying to intimidate him, I guess. And uh, he's like, I'm just trying to get past. And she's like, no, where, where are you going? And he says, well, 
I'm a Catholic whore currently enjoying Congress out of wedlock with my black Jewish boyfriend who works at the military abortion clinic. So hail Satan and have a nice day. That was a terrible British accent, but it was... It was pretty bad. <laughs> I was, was trying to do like a Colin Firth accent. I fucking love that line. But that is... Oh, I love that line. It's everything that that kind of person hates. Yes. He's and, so creative with and it. Just, and I don't even know who that, that extra actor was. She has two lines in the movie, but... Her she, reaction. Her reaction is great. Yeah. It's perfect. And so he gets up to leave, and then Valentine starts the device. Yeah. And it's this beautifully choreographed, long takes and horrific violence in the best sort of way. Yeah. Just this magnificent action scene. And it's super resourceful, too. You see them using organ pipes and shit. Yeah. Like anything that's there. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's so cool. And then you watch Harry, who's this super trained spy, just tearing through them and it, it it's just a beautiful action sequence and then you get to the end of it and you're like holy crap this guy just slaughtered a room full of innocent people and it makes you feel that like you hated these people but it's still like wait this guy just slaughtered a room full of basically about half of them half of them kill each other still he, <laughs> he killed a lot of innocent yeah. people and Credit to Colin Firth. He acts the heck out of that scene. Yeah, no kidding. Um, going from the stone cold killer to the what have I done. And then he walks out and the villain shoots him in the face in a very deliberately subversive moment. And it's just the whole sequence goes from hilarious to exciting and brilliant action to horrifying emotions to subversive to back to just tragic. Yeah. And it's a whirlwind of emotions that you have to do exactly right to pull it off, but yep. they nailed it. Yeah. The, uh, in the book, uh, it's a less, less emotional. It's more, it's emotional, but it's a less like, it's, a, it's more of just like, it just happens. Yeah. Um, in the book, he has to seduce Ambrosia, who is the villain's lover. Um, in okay. order, and they actually, so that's when they actually use the seduction skills, uh-huh. which is cool. I, I like that they actually utilize it. And then, uh, he hears a knock at the door and he assumes, I think it's housekeeping or something. And it goes to look into the people and then gazelle shoots the people. Okay. And he's wearing the glasses. The, um, so there's kind of like, there's a lot of just, they use the same kind of jokes, but in different circumstances. Uh-huh. Um, so he uses the glasses and, uh, um, Eggsy is wearing the glasses so he can see what's happening. Uh-huh. So it's similar to the end where with the, with the princess. Yeah. Where, uh, Merlin's like, oh boy, oh. <laughs> and closes the thing. <laughs> um, so then he sees from first person instead of like from a camera, where they can like see uh-huh. the church. And he sees from first person that bullet hit his eye. Okay. in the book, um, and he's like, oh god. As much as I love the movie scene, that would also be really cool. Yeah, to see, I'm like, sad we can't have it both ways. Yeah. Um, then, so that's that's that thing. He gets shot in the eye. Side note. Uh, I want to talk about this more when we get to the the general Hollywood uh, topic. But how do you feel about with the with the trailer them spoiling the fact that he's back? I think there's going to be something else going on. Okay. It's not going to be straightforward. He's back. Gotcha. If it is, I will be very upset. But I'm guessing it's not because yeah. the people that do these movies and this story have a better understanding of how movies work and just resurrecting him apropos of nothing is it just seems contrary to what okay. they do sorry okay so you're i i am personally opposed to it but you are probably right that there's something more to it yeah if it's just as straight up as it looks then i am vehemently opposed yeah but if not 
we'll see. So uh, then it gets back to starts to get kind of back to the movie or the uh, kind of similarities for a little bit. Then it deviates again. Mm-hmm. The boss trying to poison Eggsy, but Eggsy has sleight of hand and switches it. That's yep. a really cool scene. Does it? It's like almost identical in both. Okay. So that's that was I I really like that scene. That's another of him like using his skills as who he is to enhance his ability as a Kingsman, which mm-hmm. is like using his the street skills and stuff like that. And then Act Three, going to the going to the mountains. This is where it gets really different in the conclusion. So bear in mind, in the movie, there's two of them left. Two of the trainees left. Right. In the book, all of them are left. Okay. So um, they take the plane to the mountain. In the movie, they're very discreet about it. He he acts to be a different person to get in discreetly. Mm-hmm. She goes up on a balloon to blow up the um, satellites. And then some stuff happens. Occasionally, the or he'll a couple times he'll activate it. People will kill each other. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Now, the book. So instead of them being discreet, he flies the plane and just flies it directly into the hangar. Uh-huh. And it explodes. Like, there's no discretion about it. <laughs> and uh, they're out of the plane. They jumped out of the plane. You got one guy going up to blow up the satellite. Mm-hmm. But he has one balloon. It blows up. And he falls. Uh-huh. Does not blow up the uh, the uh, the satellite. Okay. So, now that he's uh, he's out of the picture. Not he's, he's arrived. He has a parachute. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, what's actually cool is they didn't, they didn't cover this in the book uh, or in the movie. But... Uh, at the end, once everything's like re- resolved, he actually has to ask if it's clear, uh-huh. because if he went down, then he would start getting violent and do stuff. Um, right. Another thing in the movie that I liked is when she called Eggsy's mom to hide the hide the kid. Yeah, because that was a good cover. They didn't do that in the book. They never covered that. Yeah, which um, leads to the horrifying untold truth of Kingsman. What do you mean? How many mothers didn't get told to hide oh, their babies? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. Yeah. So there's several million dead babies in the book. Yeah, in the in both. Unless I guess. the babies were stronger than the mothers, and they just like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a whole different kind of horrifying. <laughs> um. So he crashes the plane, and then he goes to he goes to confront Doctor Arnold, who's the villain. Mm-hmm. And there's really no like big fight. There's a little fight with uh, Gazelle, and you find out that Gazelle used to be a Kingsman. Oh, okay. Um, and he's like, I know all about your tricks. And he like hits the, uh, he like breaks his watch that has the tranquilizer dart in it. Mm-hmm. And he like starts knocking all these things off him. It's like, I know about all these. And he's actually using the, the leg things at that point okay. as a weapon. Um, but then he uses, actually uses a new weapon, a laser and cuts off his legs. Uh-huh. They can't use them. Cuts off his arms and then just like cuts him straight down the head. Okay. <laughs> just like <laughs> really brutal with it. Yep. And then he goes to find, uh, Valentine or God dr arnold and it's similar to the way valentine killed harry hart where it's just like nah you're a fucker and just shoots him in the head (laughs) um but before that he has a chance to activate the device so your initial impression is like oh shit since the the satellite didn't blow up and he activated the device everyone's killing each other Mm -hmm. but the other trainees went through hacked the device flipped the of uh, the frequency so when he activated it, everyone in the world started making out <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome that is and you amazing. had you had two cops back in the uh back in Eggsy's hometown and they're just talking i think it was like the cops that arrested him or something like that and they're like talking about Eggsy, and then he's like man i am just really hoarding and that guy's like you too and then they just start making out <laughs> and he just got like oh, all this brilliant. stuff making out <laughs> um, 
And I, I like that resolution a lot better. Uh, it would make for a weird movie thing. It would be a very weird movie thing. And the, like, watching them kill each other, it's a lot more dramatic, a lot more tense. Yes. So it made it more of an enjoyable scene for that. And we get some more cool stylized violence. Yes. Yeah. But in the book, I like that resolution a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. That's that. Okay. Um, there's some other stuff in there that, uh, like I mentioned, where they have similar stuff between the two. The church scene where he was testing the device is similar to, in the book, uh, he used a beach of a mass wedding okay. to test it. So you have all these people, and he like his, his theory was like, if you have like, all these people who are in the happiest moment of their lives, and they can be switched at a flip of the, like, and they can be like changed at a flip of the switch to immediately want to kill everyone, mm-hmm. then this device works. Yeah. Because it can affect biggest brainwaves. That makes a lot of sense. Um, so there's so the beach scene, I think, in the movie was a kind of an homage to that. Probably, yeah. Um, stuff like that. I highly recommend reading the book. Okay. Uh, for the people who are still listening and are didn't get exhausted of my <laughs> rambling and very just everywhere. And by witty inserts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the book is really, really good. It's short. It's six issues. Like... Matt can see how short it is. It's very short. It's very short. A lot more, a lot of funny stuff. It, even if you've seen the movie and you know exactly how the movie goes, and now you know exactly how the comic goes because I just told you, <laughs> um, it's a very different experience just because it's so different. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because they they developed them at the same time. Before the last issue of the book came out, the movie came out. Okay. Um, that's why if you look at the book, uh, Matthew Vaughn is given credit. For co, uh, for okay. co, hang on. There's a word for it. Creating? I got this. Creating? No. Hang on. Hang on. Co-plotted. Plotted. So okay. uh, Mark Millar and Matthew Vaughn kind of put their heads together to create the plot. Okay. And I guess it was more of like a, well, I want to do a thing and you want to do a thing. We don't want to do the same thing. So let's kind of make two of the same thing, but they're both really good. Oh. I and love then you got the... Dave Gibbons who did the art for Watchmen. Mm-hmm. I love I love creative people doing creative cool things, things. Yeah. yeah and that's that makes me very happy that two creative people could get together and be like okay so we got this idea let's both do kind of our own versions of that i feel like great there this was a this was a good thing that you could do for a lot of situations because there's a lot of like movies and books and stuff where like the 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 creator was probably like i got i got two things that would be really good i don't know what to do and they're just like let's put one in the comic and one in the movie well which some, one would work better some people say that's what's happening with game of thrones is oh yeah because um, they're ahead of the books now they are, same with walking dead yeah they are well ahead of the books in game of thrones and so uh, i don't know if this is true or not but it might be a thing that george R. R. martin talked to the producers of the show and was like hey i've got these ideas i want to try out it's not the exact same story as the books are going to be but yeah uh let's see how that goes yep so, I, I I like that idea. I like that concept of people using kind of the same base idea, but building their own stories around it. Yeah. Well, shall we? We shall. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you're on YouTube, like and subscribe. If you're on SoundCloud, uh, follow us there. Do the iTunes thing. Uh, whichever medium you're on, leave us a comment. Go on Facebook. Tell us what we should talk about in future episodes. Tell us we're idiots. Tell us things that we should know and don't. You know, just yeah. No, seriously though, tell a friend. Us. Tell I, a friend. I, I keep wanting to tell say that at the beginning, but I always forget. We don't make enough money to actually pay for sponsoring my Facebook posts on the yep. on the Facebook page. Yeah. So, so tell a friend. That's the only way we'll actually make any money. 
Mm-hmm. If we make money, we'll watch more movies, and then we can give you guys more content. Hey. You watch more of us, we give you more. It's a thing. That's how it's businesses a, work. It's a happy symbiotic <laughs> cycle. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. 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 No, that was five. We're only supposed to do four. Ah, shit.